Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Big Time Talkers. I'm the engine Brock Gordon. I am the main man, Tommy Haley. I am the emo that listens to Screamo, Macy Shear. Uh, no big uh, diatribe of me doing the branding defending because uh, I'm afraid that might upset my stomach even more if I was to try to do that right now. You, you did it Monday, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did it Sunday, and oddly enough, Oops. that's when I started having issues with my stomach, so. Maybe that's the reason. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it could be. But uh, how's everybody's week been? Good. Whoa! I mean, try that again. Both of you stepped over each other. Macy first. Oh no! Comment. Okay. No comment. Okay. Tommy. I mean, my my week's been all right. I've been playing too much Pokemon Legends Arceus. Mm. A little too much, actually. Hmm. Interesting. Well, uh, that's good to hear. Uh. We want to just get started with the top five me and Tommy are doing, and then Macy has a separate one because uh, I, I decided to give her a softball this week. Someone forgot to do their homework. Mm, I did other homework. What is that? You mean? forgot. You forgot to do homework. Our top five was home. Uh, our homework was top five for this week, and Macy forgot. Yeah. To do it. Well, I did my own homework. For, well, for uh, CSP, Brock's giving you extra credit. <laughs> for CSP or makeup work yeah alright uh, we'll, we'll get into plugging what happened on your on CSP this past podcast because that was a doozy last week uh. Uh, so the top 5 that me and Tommy are doing are top 5 underrated athletes the top 5 Macy is doing is things that make her mad at work so uh mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to let Macy go with her top five first, Tommy, before we start ours. Okay, that's fine. All right, Macy, go ahead. Um, Number five would be returns. It's not all, all of the returns that, like, I get sometimes, but, like, today somebody came in with, like, I want to say ten different items for a return, and all said items were on different orders so i had to go and like they were huge orders too so i like scanned through the orders and it was just horrible understandable okay i mean most places have kind of weird return policies and all that all right macy you're number four um our system being slow Mm. It always seems to be slow when we're busy, and that's annoying. Yeah, another common issue that I think many people can identify with on that. Sorry. You good? No, just give me a second. Okay. Sorry, I didn't need people to hear me yelling at my dog. Oh, fun. All right. <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah, the system being slow. Um, sometimes it's just slow on our website, and then sometimes like it's actually slow through like the systems that we run to do orders and stuff. You think it probably because of the like, you know the internet you guys use there? 
I don't know what internet we use. That's above my pay grade. Fair enough. Maybe it's probably just because whatever internet they use is just, you know, can't handle handle yeah. it. Macy, yeah. you're number three. Um, when there are too many lines. All right. So, yeah, for our definition of lines stands for how much items we're getting in on our truck. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so, like, um... So, like, when the snowstorms and stuff hit, uh, we, like, get backed up. And so, like, we'll have, like, a hundred and something lines. And it'll take forever to get the truck put away. All right. Um, Yeah. Number two is when FedEx is late. Yeah. Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah, that, yeah, I can agree with that. Especially, like, if you order something online, they, it's like, it's going through FedEx. I'm like, oh, yay. <laughs> cool, I won't see it for five weeks. Exactly. Yeah. Um. As someone who's worked at FedEx, uh, can confirm that there's not a lot of uh, uh, urgency. Working going on? Well, no, that too. That was urgency. There's no urgency. Everybody's, well, pretty much everybody's showing up high um, or drunk or worse. Both. Both, unless you're me when I worked there. I can't speak yeah. for the drivers, though. I don't, I don't know. It's just like when FedEx is late, like they also bring in stuff, too, that's from other distribution centers that are out of state yes so like when you tell someone like oh yeah it should be here this day and it's not and they come in and they like chew your ass out and you're just like i have no control over fedex like that is a fair one to have there that's that's fair um so to recap Sorry, my top five. Um, number five being returns. They they can be easy, but some people just make them difficult. Um, number four is the system being slow. Number three is when there's too many lines, aka the stuff that's coming in on our trucks. Number two is when FedEx is late. And number one is customers that mansplain stuff to me. Like, I think it just irritates me more when, like, they mansplain stuff because... You can explain it, but without being, like, completely rude and jerky about it in a manly way. Condescending? How is that condescending? No, in a condescending tone. Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I thought you were saying that I was being condescending. I was no, like, no, wait, no, how? No, 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 no. Them. 
in a condescending tone. Yeah. Explaining so, like, I don't it, really like that. Explaining it to you because you're blonde. Well, and a woman that's working in an industrial equipment shop. Yep. Alrighty. So that's Macy's top five of uh, top five things that makes her mad at the when she's at work. Uh, Tommy, how many honorable mentions do you have on your list? Uh, I only have two. Okay, you want to get honorable mentions out of the way first? Yes. Okay, so I have four. I'm going to let you go first. I, I only have two. Okay, that's why I'm going to let you go first. Uh, I had Elgin Baylor and Mark Messier. Messier? Mark Messier. Mark Messier. I'm surprised you put a hockey player on your list. Is that is that R silent? Uh, Messier. It's French. Oh. Or French Canadian. So the so the R is silent. Okay. Yes. Uh. Really, I still can't believe you have Mark Messier on your list. Wow. Wow. I. I. You. Either one of you putting a hockey player on your list would have just shocks me. Um. My honorable mentions are as follows. Uh, Moses Malone. That's a good one. I thought about putting that one. Uh, Pekka Rene of the former, now retired Nashville Predators goaltender. Uh, Barry Larkin. He was way better. I, don't, I think it's just not enough people know who he is now. Who? Barry Larkin uh, played for the Reds. In what year? 90s to early 2000s. Okay, see, I don't remember that. Okay, I, he was really, really good. And then here's a name that Tommy will recognize, uh, John Buck. Really? Uh, well, listen, I actually looked up his career stats a lot better than you would think. <laughs> Um, he, he was that bright spot on those terrible Royals teams. So, uh, but Tommy, let's get things started with your number five. Uh, Tim Brown. Really? Yes. Huh. All right. Care to explain why? Give me one second. I wrote it down somewhere. I hate when I do that. It's like, I wrote it down somewhere. Where is it? I mean, I mean, what else can you say about Tim Brown? I mean, yeah, I finally found it. He's he a nine-time pro player. I mean, he, he had, like... play long? Huh? He didn't play... Or, no, it wasn't him. The other Brown I'm thinking of. Never mind. Keep going. Tim, Tim Brown for, like, the Raiders. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was, like, a nine-time pro bowler. Had nine straight, like, like a thousand-plus yard receiving seasons. And he's also sixth on the all-time receptions list, like receiving yards list. Mm-hmm. I mean, the reason why is, like, he never really, like, after, you know, 2001, it's like, you know, after that 2001 team with the Raiders and the Tuck rule and all that, they, like, kind of, you know, fell on the decline, even though they played the Bucks in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's my number five. All right, that's a pretty damn good number five, honestly. Uh, my number five, we're going to head on to the ice as opposed to the gridiron. Uh, 
to go with Martin San Louis. Uh, longtime member of the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, and finished his career in um, uh, New York as part of the Rangers organization. Arguably one of the best um, all-around players that the NHL has had. Uh, okay. Multiple-time All-Star. Really just doesn't get the credit that he truly deserves. Um, he has 66 career game-winning goals. An average amount of points scored in a, or in a season, which NHL points is um, goals and assists per season. The average for him was 90 points total in a season. He averaged about 30-ish goals and about 56 assists a season. Uh, he just doesn't get talked about enough, honestly. I feel like when it comes to the world of hockey. Um, and he he deserves to be... In, he is in the Hall of Fame as he deserves to be. He also uh, won the Stanley Cup with the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. So, that is my number five, is Martin Saint-Louis. Tommy, you're number four. My number four. Uh, Frank Robinson. Interesting. Interesting. Of the MLB Frank Robinson. Well, I figured as much, because he was in consideration for mine. I mean, let's see. 12-time All-Star. One MVP in both leagues. Hall of Famer and Triple Crown winner. I forget his career averages. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I mean... People don't realize that like, he was part of the team that, like, part of the Orioles team that lost to those Miracle Mets. I also feel like that Orioles team just gets kind of swept under the rug because they lost yeah. to the Miracle <laughs> Mets. Mets. Like... It's one of those type situations. Yeah. But... Frank Robinson is a heck of a pull for that, honestly. It's a good Plus, he was, the first, me. first he was the first African-American uh, manager in the MLB. Yes. Yes, he was. Almost perfect. Yeah. yeah, you can't forget about that. That's a pretty big one right there. Uh, honestly, oh. great pick there, bud. No, Thanks. Con- continue. You were what? Saying, you were saying something? No, that's it. Oh, okay. Uh, my number four, we're going to head back to the gridiron. It's Marvin Harrison. That, okay, that's on my list. Where is he? Number two. Jesus Christ. You had him way higher than I had him then. Of course, I was going to give one of my col- my Colts a shout on it. On this list somewhere. It was either going to be him or Dallas Clark. Um, Super Bowl champion. Three-time All-Pro, Hall of Fame All-2000s team, eight-time Pro Bowler, Hall of Famer. I mean, it's Marvin Harrison. What what else really needs to be said? Uh, uh, I mean, nothing, because the guy never talked at all. Exactly. He has over 14,000 yards receiving. He played from 1996 till 2008. He didn't get Peyton Manning until 99, and that was his first Pro Bowl. 
when he got that's the one thing I loved about like the one thing like you always you never heard anything about Mark Hansen because he never talked like he was just quiet. Yeah, he's he's the model uh, or the anti literal now what you think of as when it comes to wide receivers who are oh attention on me attention on me attention on me he was the complete opposite he didn't want the attention he was like just get me the ball i'm gonna do my job i'm gonna do what i'm told that's all it was i'll, I'll let i'll let my i'll let my I'll performance have, on the field on the- i'll let my performance on the field show what i'm capable of and that's a exactly what he did. Yeah. So when from when he had Peyton Manning up until the last 2 years of his career, he never had a season where he was under 1000 yards receiving. Now, you could say that's due to Peyton Manning. He didn't have anyone really those first few years he was in Indy. And he was still pulling almost 1000 yards doing so. It wasn't until Peyton got there that the Colts realized their full potential. Yeah, exactly. But, and I I can go on and on about that 06 Colts team, but uh, that's my number four is Marvin Harrison. Tommy, you're number three. Uh, Stan Musial. My grandpa would greatly appreciate that. That's his favorite player in the history of the MLB, and I desperately wanted to find a place for him on my list. Couldn't find a spot. Go ahead. Do this really? Thing. You can't put the man? You can't... I couldn't put Stan the Man on here. Cause you could put Stan on there? I thought about putting him at my number one until I thought of my number one. I mean, it's Stan... I mean, the, the stats talk for itself. 20-time oh. All-Star, three-time National League MVP, fourth on the MLB's all-time hit list. I mean... Hall of Famer... It's like, literally, I mean, he doesn't have a ring, though, which is, sucks. Wait, no, wait. When did he, wait, he, no, wait, I think he, wait, no, he doesn't have a ring. No, I didn't think he did. Which sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it does. So. Yeah, that's, that's my, was it? Number three. Number three. That's I mean, all Martin for Stan? Yeah. What, what were you... Yeah, say it. So I'm going to hit my three and two back-to-back. So. Okay. Uh, number three, we're heading back to the baseball diamond for another Hall of Famer. That I, I think he's now known for the commercials he does more than what he did on the diamond. It's the big hurt. It's Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas? Yep. It's a good one. Thought about putting it on my list. Two-time MVP, five-time All-Star, four-time Silver Slugger, batting title, player of the year, and a home run derby champion. He was a nightmare for Royals fans, such as myself growing up. He does not, however, have... Well, he should have a ring. What year did the White Sox win the World Series? I don't remember. Oh five, wasn't it? Think it was. So he also has a World Series championship. So I mean, but he was a nightmare as a Royals fan growing up, dude. 
Yeah. And the craziest part was, he was an MVP as a DH. <laughs> like, it's insane. 521 career home runs, 1,704 career RBIs, 32 stolen bases, by the way. Wait, how many stolen bases did he have? 32. <laughs> 1,667 times walked and a career average of 301. That's, that's pretty good. He played from 1990 until 2008. To 2008? 2008. Yeah, no, he's... Well deserving to be on this list. Frank Thomas is an underrated legend who has pretty much dodged all the steroid, like, being accused of using steroids. Yeah, because he uses Nugenics Total T. I knew you were going to say that. Come on. How are, you, are you surprised that I wasn't going to say it? No, not really. <laughs> but, I mean... He has a career war of 73.8. Like, if you're going to pick a guy of one of the most underrated baseball players of all time, it's him and Stan Musla. Yep. And my number one. My number two, however, since we already got your number two, I didn't even mean to do it, it was Marvin Harrison. My number two is a guy that played against Marvin Harrison in a playoff game that had no punts. My number, uh, my number two is Priest Holmes. Ah. Yes, I'm going with the Chiefs, a team that I grew up watching. I could have gone with Jamal Charles at this spot. I thought about it. I could have sworn you probably would have had him on the list, and I thought Macy would have had him on his on her list too. It was in close consideration. Like, you know, Jamal Charles just was, no. Uh, I feel like he's one that on this podcast we fully love. But this, Priest Holmes is a guy that does not get as much love as he does. We're talking about a man who had back-to-back seasons going over 1,400 yards rushing. Or back-to-back-to-back, by the way. Back to back seasons. I mean, he also what? He also broke. Let's see who else is. Let's see Emmett Smith and uh, Marshall Fox all uh, single season touchdown record and rushing records. Yeah, rushing records too. He is also the only, or he has it tied now. It's now tied with Danian for most games with two or more touchdowns in a season at ten. Man's career best amount of touchdowns per game. Or touchdowns, or season touchdowns in a season was twenty seven. His career touchdowns is eighty six. Keep in mind, he didn't play the first year of his career. He has a ring, by the way. He won it with the he Ravens, had, which I kind of forgot. Like, he kind of got it with Baltimore. Yeah, so he's a Super Bowl champion, three time Pro Bowler, three time All Pro, two thousand two Offensive Player of the Year. Oh, and by the way. He truly only played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight seasons. 
86 touchdowns, 8,000 yards rushing in a career. But plus, I mean, the, the problem is... He also he, injured his spine and came back. He was always... That's one problem I have with Priest Holmes, is one, he was always injured, and two, the other running back in that division was Ladanian Tomlinson. So you can see where the t- attention is going to dwell towards there. Priest Holmes, every time, though, beat Ladanian in head-to-head oh, matchups. Yeah, no, yeah, he outdoed him. It's insane. Which is like crazy to think. It's like, wow, every time they went up against each other, it's like... Priest was a better Priest player. Oh, also, we're forgetting that he also, his re- as a returner, how good he was. I haven't even mentioned See, I, that. I, always, I never knew he always did returns. Yeah, his returns are insane. So... 24 returns for touchdowns in 2002. The same year he had 21 returns for, or 21 rushing touchdowns. In 2003, he had 27 rushing touchdowns and 27 returns for touchdowns. He is the only man to ever do that. He's a career of ninety-four return or touchdown returns. That's so good. More return or touchdown returns for touchdowns than he did rushing touchdowns. Eighty-three of them came in Kansas City. Yeah, that's the thing people don't realize is like you know he was part of Baltimore like when they won it in two thousand. Yeah. The fact that he is not in the Hall of Fame is out just baffles me. If he was never injured, he would have been in the Hall of Fame. No, he still should be in the Hall of Fame. He holds two records that will never be broken. But Oh well. Uh Tommy review your list before we get to our number ones. All righty. My number 5 Tim Brown, number four, Frank Robinson, uh, number three, Stan Musial. Uh, my number two, which was Brock's number three, was Marvin Harrison. Uh, that was my number four. Which was, I thought you said your number three. No, he's my number four. My number three is Frank uh, Thomas. Oh, yeah. Number and one. And then my number one, Jim Kelly. That is a good shout. For a guy. Prof, remind me again, what year was Jim Kelly originally drafted before he left for the uh, USFL? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, I believe the year was 1984. Do you remember the other quarterbacks that were in that draft? Yeah, I remember them. Hang on, I'm looking up the year that he was drafted. Oh, I can tell you. Uh, their their names are uh, John Elway and Dan Marino. He was drafted in 1983. Or the 83. I thought it was the 84 draft. No, 83. It was 83. Do you remember who else was drafted in that draft? Other uh, two quarterbacks that I'm thinking of? I do believe there is a goofy-looking MFer that is now in charge of the Denver Broncos that was taken. And also the greatest quarterback to never win a Super Bowl was also taken in that draft as well. Uh, their names are uh, John Elway and Dan Marino. Yeah. Of course, everyone forgets he was drafted in 83, 
by the Bills, but then, you know. Houston Gamblers, um, I believe, is who he um, played for. Um, Desolady let the Houston Gamblers take him away from the Bills. Yep. I I can't wait for the USFL season to start. <laughs> I mean, what, what else is there to say about Jim Kelly? Went to four straight Super Bowls, but never won him. Four straight, still the only quarterback to ever, well, I mean, still the only team to ever make it to four straight Super Bowls. Yeah. I mean, let's see. He had, helped, him, he had helped get into one of them because Frank Wright well, had to I, come he in. Had, I mean, you can thank Frank Wright for one of those. So... Don't get me wrong. You can thank you can thank Frank Wright for helping him to get one of those, even though they lost. Yeah, I mean, Hall of Famer passed over three thousand yards eight eight different times. Beat cancer. There's nothing else to say about Jim Kelly. Oh no, there's plenty more you could say about him. He's, but he's up. He's also up there with Marino. Be like, yeah, he's one of the greatest to never win a ring, which. I say there's four guys or three guys for sure that are on that list. Marino and Kel- Jim Kelly, Dan Marino and Jim Kelly are two of them. Uh, the other one's Philip Rivers. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree with that. So, who's the fourth one then? You said four. I messed up. I meant to say three. Okay, I was about to say. Uh, so a note for you, and in regards to Priest Holmes, who I'll give my, I'll talk about it after I reveal, or I say my other four that I had. Uh, number five was Martin San Louis. Number four was Marvin Harrison. Number three was Frank Thomas. Number two was Priest Holmes. Terrell Davis is in the Hall of Fame. Terrell Davis? Terrell Davis is. He has worse career stats than Priest Holmes. And played only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven years. That's all I'm going to say as to why it's a shame that Priest Holmes is in the Hall of Fame. You I got mean, Terrell Davis in there. It's like, you know, look at some of those Chiefs teams he played on, though. Yeah. They were all hampered by defense. That was their one. That was their one problem every time. Every okay, but it shouldn't for him. It shouldn't be that he didn't win a Super Bowl is the reason he's not in the Hall of Fame. Usually, sometimes that like most no. Of the t- there are plenty of people there in the Hall of Fame that didn't I mean, win a ring. People in the Hall of Fame, but like some, who are less people- deserving than Priest Holmes. Way less deserving than Priest Holmes that are in the Hall of Fame. Anyway, uh, my number one isn't. No, notice the uh, how I worded the uh, top five for this week. Top five underrated athletes, because that's that's key for my number one. My number one is the Negro Leagues. They are all their great players have been lost to history. Is that fair to say, Tommy? Yes. 
So I and that's why they're my number one. You don't nobody knows I mean, in the Hall of Fame. What was that? I mean some of them are in the Hall of Fame, by the way. Just not as many as deserve to be in there. I get that, but still, though. I know, but as a whole, when you when because trust me, we have several Hall of Famers that are on our list that people just don't recognize as some of the greats of all time. I'm saying we never got to really see how good Cool Papa Bell was, for instance. We never got to see how good Satchel Paige truly was. You know, guys like that. But Satchel, okay. Satchel Page came to the MLB in his twilight of his career. Not but when still he was a Hall killer. By the way. What was that? But still is in the Hall of Fame, by the way. Yes. I'm just saying, we don't know how good any of these guys truly were. You know, because let's just put it in the 40s. I mean, look at the 30s, you know. How how good would the Yankees have been had they run up against, you know, a Satchel Page on Boston? Or a cool Papa Bell playing for the Pirates? For instance, like we don't know how good these guys would have been. The that could have changed the history of the MLB had these guys came in, and we won't know. And that's why I'm saying they're underrated, and not a lot of people really know too much about them. Thankfully, we live in a great city that we do in here in Kansas City, and we have the Negro Leagues Museum. I've taken you there. You, your first time. And I, I don't think we ever mentioned it on the podcast. Can you give your thoughts as to what it was like there? Oh, it was cool. It was awesome. Because then you... It's the history I feel like people don't know. They know the names of Satchel Paige and Buck O'Neill and Jackie Robinson, of course. But they don't know the other stars. They don't know about the teams. They don't know about all that. That's why the Negro Leagues are my number one. Understandable? Yeah. Alright. Alright, Macy, we're bringing you back in. We're done with our top fives. Okay. Alright, it's time for the MIP of the week. The most idiotic person of the week. Or in this case, I think from at least what me and Tommy have, uh, most idiotic... I have one now. Okay, excellent. But you know what, how, you know how bad... Okay, so my MIP candidate is NBC's coverage of the Olymp- of the Winter Olympics. Tread very carefully here as me and Macy talked about on CSP this week. If you talk about the wrong thing, we can get the podcast pulled. I, do you know what channel the women's hockey team plays on? USA. The USA? Mm-hmm. Okay, because they, they need to do... The, the Olympics just need to do better marketing on... Like, like you can watch... So and so, like you know, event on this channel or on this channel. They didn't do it uh, last year with uh, them being in Tokyo. Like now, it's like okay, like I have to have like a Peacock streaming account if I want to watch this, or like you know, I have to be up at this time to watch you know like the women's hockey because there's like what twelve hour tape delay. Yeah, there's like a gap. Kind of like how it was in Japan, where there was like a fourteen-hour difference. Yeah, it's a little bit less in this case, but that's just because the uh, host country is closer. Yeah, host country is closer. But like, if I wanted to watch women's hockey, like I'd have to stay up super late 
to watch it because it's a completely different time there than it is here. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's... Speaking of women's hockey, I don't remember if they won their game against Canada last night. Probably I don't know because, I, I, because it was on so late last night, or early, I should say, because it was on at, like, what? Oh, it was... Um... Like two or three o'clock in the morning or something no, like that? No, 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 no. No, it was, uh... Oh, Lord, I can tell you here in a second. Oh, come on. So, they lost yesterday. They did lose yesterday? Yeah. Uh, oh. Almost 24 hours ago. I have a different MIP since I can't use mine. Okay. So, Tommy, yours is, um... Okay. <laughs> yours is NBC's coverage of... The so, so bad with the summer ones. Now it's just, like, it's so bad with the winter ones now. It's almost like, like one network shouldn't cover all watch, of them. Watch Berlin in hockey. What? I just want to watch my curling and my hockey. Yeah, and that's a bad thing for me is for the Winter Olympics. That's the, the Hockey's pretty much the only sport I care about in the Winter Olympics. Oh, my God. Have you actually sat down and watched, like, like you know, the mixed, like, the curling? mixed curling? Not this year. Because I don't know what um, time it's on or what uh, channel. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's the problem with the Olympics. It's like, I don't know what yep. channel it's on. Uh, Macy, you're... Uh, replacement because we can't use the other one i'm gonna have to probably actually cut it out okay um nelly okay explain explain um just the fact that you know because <laughs> uh, he's from yeah, st louis i agree okay no <laughs> um a, a video got leaked out of. And um, oh no! I know what she's talking about. He on actually, his Instagram uh, account. He leaks his tape on his Instagram account. His yeah. As in no no tape. No no tape. As, as, no, like the no 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 tape. As in Kim Kardashian. Yes. Yes. Oh. Eh, I don't know. Rocky, if that, well, I don't know if that's a that. mip though. I feel like that's just, it's not the most idiotic thing people have done this week, I don't feel like. It's still a good no, candidate, but, but. It replaces. They what? It replaces my yeah, other true. one. So. Which it needed to because we ain't, <laughs> we ain't getting into that here. Yeah. BTT, that's that is a CSP topic for sure. Um, my candidate is the Pro Bowl, and how it's set up, which leads me into these uh, little stats and figures that I have here, um, and actually into our uh, question for this week. Um, so, do you want me to give? Do you want to? Say who we think wins this MIP before well, I'll I give, give it, the stats. I'll give mine to you. To me? Yeah. I really like yours. Who, who mine? Yeah. 
Yours is really good. So Macy, what, my original? No, or? no, no. I'm talking to Tommy. Oh. So, Macy, I guess you're the deciding vote here. Is it me or Tommy that gets the nod this week? What was yours? Uh, mine's the Pro Bowl. Oh. Um. Tommy's is NBC's coverage of the Winter Olympics. I probably will have to go with Tommy's. Cause, Tommy I mean, didn't you know. even pick his, and he still wins. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, so congratulations, NBC. Among many other reasons, you are the MIP of the week this week for your coverage of the Winter Olympics. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about the Pro Bowl now. It was my uh, candidate. I have some uh, facts and figures here for you, unless you would like to go with the uh, trivia question I have for it first. Can we do trivia and then the Pro Bowl? Yeah, do trivia, because I kind of have to go potty. Oh, okay. Well, I'll wait for you to come back, and then we'll do the trivia question. Oh, well, I was saying you can go now, and then... Oh, okay. I can I, I'm following you. Then... I'm following you. Okay. Okay. All right. Trivia question for this week. With the Pro Bowl just happening this past week, what Pro Bowl game has the most points scored? Is it A, 2011... B, 2012, C, 2004, or D, 2022? I feel like this is a trick question. Um, I'm going to say 2014. 2014 wasn't an option. Oh, I thought you said 2014. 2011, 2012, 2004, 2022. Oh, okay. Um... <laughs> I feel like this is I feel like this is a trick question. Why? 2012. Okay, Macy's saying 2012, Tommy. I'm going to I'm going to go with D and say this year's Pro Bowl. You are both wrong. It's 2004. Wow. Final score was it 50, 2004? Was final, it really Final score 55 to 52. What's the final for this one? 41 to 35. Oh. 2012's final score was 59 to 33. So. Mm, okay. I go pee now. Okay. So, Tommy, I do have some stats and figures now for you here. And uh, my, um, <clears throat> how shall I phrase this? My solution to the Pro Bowl, I, I will call it that. But we just not do it. That's an easy solution. No, there's got to be a Pro Bowl. Or a new version of it, let's say. Uh, one that the players are more motivated. So the Pro Bowl this year, uh, viewership is down from previous years. It went down to 6.69 million viewers. Um, wait, I'm sorry. How many people watched it? 6.69 million viewers. You mean to tell me almost 7 million people watched the Pro Bowl? This is the first time that the Pro Bowl has dipped below 7 million viewers. I would have rather watched Paint Dry than actually watch the Pro Bowl this year. I would have rather watched 
a local flag football game between three-year-olds and watch the Pro Bowl this year. Um, did you watch any of the Skills Challenge or whatever the heck the NFL called their version of it was? Uh, what, what, when was that again? I don't Thursday? know. Maybe. I don't no. know. I think I was working that day. Okay. So, those I don't hate necessarily. I did like that they did a 40-yard dash. That was smart. Keep that going. I like that idea. Um, <laughs> however, it the game was two-hand touch, pretty much. You saw the same clips going around, probably. Did you not? John Taylor was, like, disgusting. I, he is rolling in his grave right now. God rest his soul. God rest his soul. He must have been just, like, ugh, gross. He's looking down right now going, these are some P-word, B-words. No, hey, Michael Parsons, though. There were some moments, but still. The point yeah, still, still stands. Um, meanwhile, also happening in Vegas at the same weekend, the NHL hosted their All-Star game. Way more competitive than the Pro Bowl was. Oh, don't, yeah, don't get me wrong. Because the reason... It's the middle of the season, correct? Yes. It's so that's where they have that's where like the NBA, MLB, and NHL kind of beat the NFL, where it's like, yeah, it's during the season and it's not like after the season, like a couple of months before free agency, nonetheless. Yes. Uh, also, the winners of the pro or the losers of the Pro Bowl already got guaranteed forty thousand dollars. I was about to say, like, even if you just had to show up and you get a forty k. A bonus. Yep. So, the NHL does not do that. Uh, this this is also a very similar issue I have with the NBA because their All Star games also suck. Um, the NHL has it divided. They're the only um sport in America that does this. Each division has its own All Star team put together, and they compete against each other. So there are four divisions in the NHL, and there are eight teams in each division now. Because, you know, they had to add Seattle. <laughs> um, the Metro Division, the Pacific Division, the Atlantic Division, and the Central Division. Go Central Division, that's where the Predators are. So, big fan of that division, as you are as well. Correct, Yes. Tommy? Yes. Correct. I'm back. Oh, Welcome back, to or Macy. We're just talking about uh, how to improve the Pro Bowl. Oh, okay. So the results from the NHL All-Star Games, they play mm. two semifinal games and one championship game. The first game was between the Metro and the Pacific Division. The Metro Division won 6-4. to four. The other semifinal game, the Atlantic Division took on the Central Division. The Central Division won 8-5. to five. In the final, the Metro Division defeated the Central Division 5-3. to three. Claude Garreau was the MVP. Here's the key as to why the players were playing as hard as they were. When the Metro Division won, they won a million dollars that was split between all ten players. Oh. Really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. 
So, or however many players are in each division's roster. So they have a million dollars, and it splits between all of them. They're the only sports league to do this, and that is why the NHL All-Star Weekend is some of the most fun hockey that you will watch. As you saw the clip, I no doubt saw the clip of Zagres just doing incredible homage to dodgeball, putting on the blindfold, having the mascots throw dodgeballs at him. That was actually pretty And do a spinorama for a goal. Just, mwah. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. Uh, they also had, they also played blackjack, by the way. By shooting pucks. While they were on the Vegas Strip's um, fountains, you know the fountains there in the Vegas Strip? They were on that on, like, float, floating devices, shooting pucks into nets on them to play blackjack. To try and score 21. The NHL just does it way better. Uh, there is no viewership released yet for the NHL yet, but this was the first year since '04 that they had had their All-Star game on ESPN. Which is really cool to think. Yeah, I mean, it sucked that it wasn't NBC, but... You know. <laughs> given what NBC's doing right now, I don't really know if I would... Uh, want them handling the broadcast. So. But yeah, um, would having a set amount of money that is only for the winners of the Pro Bowl be a good option in your way to make it more competitive? You say that again? So, like, the NHL does it. There's a $1 million prize for the winning team. The other players don't really get anything. If that was the same thing in the NFL, do you think they would play harder, or do you think less people would want to do it? Less people would want to do it. That's the other issue with the Pro Bowl, dude. It sucks. Like, See, that's the thing. I have to agree with me. Less people will want to do it. One, like I said, it's, like, months before free agency starts. So, like, if you get injured, you're pretty much screwed. I just feel like a lot of people would be crybaby about, like, those said people winning that money. That is true. You don't hear a lot of NHL players being sensitive about stuff. No, like, if they, like, be like, yeah, they can get a million dollars and they can split it to, like, ever, like, uh, like charity, they can donate it to, like, said charity. I'm like, okay, that's that's pretty cool. I guess. That's kind of what the Waller Payton Man of the Year Award does, though. Yeah. Um, there is one event in the NHL that they don't do that I want them to do. And that's goon fighting. For their All-Star Weekend. So you take the best goons, the best guys that can fight in the NHL, and you have a brawl-for-all tournament to see who's the best okay, goon. Okay, Russo, calm down. No, don't you think that would be fun, though? Basically, boxing matches on the ice. And they can ham it up, obviously. They can give them comically large gloves or whatever. True. Comically large... You said comically large gloves? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you did. You know. Make make it fun. Make it fun. Give a comically large spoon, then. 
Okay, you realize how few people are going to get that reference? Still, though. People ever watch mines like Castle Ice Cream? Yeah, only a spoonful pulls out comically large spoon. But I would like to see basically boxing at the All-Star Game for hockey. That would be hilarious, and I'd love it. But yeah, so there's our recap of the pitifulness that is the Pro Bowl and the underappreciated genius of the NHL All-Star Game. Um, so y'all want to get into your breakdowns of the Super Bowl right now? Um, I guess. Before, can we talk about like everyone, uh, all the vacant head coaching jobs are taken? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Thank you for reminding me of that, Tommy. Let's go ahead and talk about that. So, uh, Tommy, you have a new head coach. You, uh, you, you want to... had an eight-hour interview on Saturday for the Saints head coaching job. You cut out. still hire in. You, you, you cut out. Nobody heard that. Eric Vietnamese has an eight-hour interview on Saturday, but by Monday, he's not the head coach of the Saints. What the hell? I'm hungry. He had an eight, eight-hour interview. Eight-hour interview. Eight hours! Yep. Macy, your thoughts on the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs remaining the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs? Mm. Riveting. Um, sorry. (laughs) So... Like, there's need for improvement, obviously. But, huh? The Chiefs are, like, first in every offensive category ever since Eric Biemi's been making play calls as offensive coordinator. About the same time as Mahone showed up. I know. I'm just saying, like, you know, like, some of our offensive plays have been kind of, like, (gasps) but then, like, you know, OG... Chiefs fans are like, oh, yeah, this? No, nah, this is a cakewalk for us. It's but, called it's called full read. That's what it is. If you're wondering what it is, it's called full read. It's called the Kansas City Chiefs football team. Oh, it's called yeah. full is what it is. Tommy, it's anyway. been going on way before Andy Reid came to Kansas City. You just want to keep blaming it because, you know, you want to go with the memes instead of going with the history of what's happening. That's fine. Keep doing it. You think that you're being funny and cute with it. You're not. In fact, you're nothing like but just like the Chiefs' offensive play calling. Cute, no substance, and it fails. I mean, I've, and, had, to, I mean, I've had to deal with that with Sean Payton for I don't know how many years. So, Anyways, uh, I'm just saying, if their goal is to go back to the Super Bowl, um, definitely need to figure out some different strategies for offensive of plays because you know people at, trade travis kelsey his contract's too expensive for the production that's being had noah gray and blake bell are getting the same amount of production that he has with the targets the only difference is he does they don't have the name value same thing with tyreek hill 
there to shed him. You got Byron Pringle there. You have McCole Hardman. You have other options McKinnon. there. You have McKinnon. If you were to just get but, another wide receiver in the draft, you could save a whole bunch of cap space, improve. The only things that you need to get beyond that in free agency is to sure up that stupid, horrible, horrible secondary that there is there. I'm not talking about the safeties. They're fine. You got Thornhill. You got Matthew. I might trade Matthew because he's a little bit overpriced and a little bit overrated for what he truly is. Move Sorensen down to linebacker. That fixes the linebacker issue for the Chiefs because you'll have Willie Gay, Nick Bolton, and you'll have Daniel Sorensen in there. That'll shore that up. You need to fix the corners. That's the main issue that the Chiefs have right now. Their issue is not the ones that everyone keeps claiming that it is. It's not the offense. It's not the parts of the defense that everyone thinks it is. It's a lot simpler than they want to admit, and they are very quick fixes. But Chiefs fans keep wanting to say they just want the splash moves because they want to feel good about themselves instead of actually fixing what the real issue is, and that's removing cancer from the team. The Chiefs are becoming the Pittsburgh Steelers from a few years ago. It happened when this year when they went 2017 Pittsburgh Steelers. I would not be surprised. Oh, they turned into, they turned into the Steelers in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, 2017 Pittsburgh Steelers. I wouldn't be surprised if next year it's the 2018 Steelers where they completely coast on talent alone, and then they have to face some very tough issues such as getting rid of a diva that's on the team that's cancerous. We which all one? know who I'm talking about with that. Wait, wait, which one? Exactly. There's like three there's like three I can name off the top of my head. That would be the issue there. It's not the issue the Chiefs ones want to talk about. It's not the things that they want to talk about. They want to talk about splash moves that'll get them Oh, look, everyone wants to come to Kansas City and play for a contender. No, nobody wants to come to Kansas City. Nobody wants to come here. You know why? Because it's the second smallest market in the NFL. It's behind, is the least amount of appeal behind, you know, Buffalo and Green Bay as to amenities here in the city. And beyond that, nobody really wants to come here because there's a cap crunch coming. The Chiefs right now are staring down the, or in a few years, going to be staring down the barrel that the New Orleans Saints are staring down right now. Nobody wants to talk okay. about that. Okay. There's simple so fixes. Are, the are we done stuff. here? Or can we move on? Lovey Smith got hired as the Texans head coach. Uh, like the Saints. I kind of made. I don't know how to. Like, I don't know how to feel about the. Oh, the we didn't Lovie even mention Smith. who the Saints hired as their new head coach. Oh, it's Dennis that. Allen, their defensive coordinator. Uh, thoughts on the hire, Tommy? Uh, let's see. It's been, what, almost, let's see, when was the last time he was head coach? Uh, Sean Payton got, uh, well, what, suspended. It's been what? It's been what? Ten years. Eight years since he was the head coach for the Raiders? Allen? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> Yeah, he was the head coach for Oakland from 2012 to 2014. Uh, that was also pretty much when the Raiders were nothing to the Chiefs, really. Yeah, they went. He went for, in his first two seasons in 2012 and 2013. They both went four. And, they both went four and twelve, and then he went. He lasted four games in 2014, going over for it, and then got shown the boot. Okay, to be fair to him, his quarterback was Ty, was Tarod Pryor. And I think Carson Palmer before he was ready to play again. Also, possibly Jamarcus Russell? 
in 2012? I think it was... In, no, Carson Palmer was long gone from Oakland by this time. No, because he hadn't been hurt in Cincinnati yet. Dalton was drafted in 14. Carson Palmer last season in Cincinnati was in 2010, and then he got traded to Oakland in 2011. So 12 is when Dalton came to uh, or came to Cincinnati. <coughs> no, Carson Palmer was drafted by Cincinnati. I said Andy Dalton. Oh, yeah, no, 2012 is when they, they drafted Andy Dalton. Yeah. Because Green was 10 then. Man, AJ Green's been in the league that long. E, uh huh. Good lord. Uh, but yeah. So there you go, Tommy. Thoughts on the hire? I don't. I mean, they they're keeping it in house. Which, I mean, if it's the right move, isn't necessarily a bad idea. Right, but like. Here's one thing I don't understand. The NFL is turning into an offensive-minded league. And what do teams do? Well, if we've seen anything from this cycle, it's there's been a lot of defensive coaches being they, hired. They hired defensive-minded coaches, which just I just don't understand the thinking into that. Um, I wish I knew what to tell you. Plus, look at the color of paper, and then that's you could tell by the coaching cycle. Well, okay, there. Look um, at the color of paper. Uh, speaking of color of paper, uh, Levy Smith was hired as the Texans' new head coach. He was the defensive coordinator for them. Questionable, considering they ranked last in a lot of categories there on defense. So, who was their head coach before Levy Smith? The offensive coordinator for the Ravens. I don't remember. I don't his name. remember his name though. I don't remember Shows his you name. How memorable like, he was. It's like really they just gave him a year and then it's like okay, all right, here you go. It's the same thing that the Cardinals did with that one guy before they hired uh, Kingsbury. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah, that's true. So, I mean. I don't know what's going on with the Texans. They got a religious cult leader taking control of the team and doing day-to-day operations. So I don't really know there. Uh, the Dolphins have their man. See that? That's a good hire. It is a good hire. Um, if I could remember his name, that'd be great. Um. Mike McDaniel, that's right. So he was the offensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. So he's been underneath Kyle Shanahan for a little bit. Um, those have yielded... that. That's going to be an interesting coaching tree going forward, is that Sean McVay coaching tree. Because uh, there's some some interesting members of that tree already. Um, yeah, so Mike McDaniel is hired. 
they're already looking to, you know, skip out Jimmy G for an unreasonable price. Yeah. What if the unreasonable price is trading him to New Orleans for Taysom Hill? Would no. You take that? Please. I mean... For Taysom? And, like, a third and fourth round pick? I mean, but, what? I mean, like, I would like the Saints to re-sign Jameis. Buddy, with that cap crunch, that ain't happening. I know, but still, though, I'd like he, for it to happen. He might go back to Tampa... Or he was run out of there. He might go elsewhere. I don't know. I feel like the... Tampa's weird. I feel like they might try to go with Trask this year with a Gabbert as a safety blanket. They, I, th- I think they might do that. Or it might just be Gabbert's playing and Trask is behind him, so Trask has a few... Uh-huh. has a little bit longer behind, you know... A little bit more experience underneath his belt beforehand. So. Yeah, probably. Watch Blaine Gabbert take them to the playoffs and win the Super Bowl. Okay, let's 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 pump the brakes. Missouri, Missouri, Missouri. Uh, uh, the Vikings also hired a head coach. Finally. Who did they hire? I forgot who they hired. So the Vikings, it was an interesting path that they took for it. Um, and not one I would have thought. The only thing I saw was Jim Harbaugh basically hold the University of Michigan hostage and saying, yeah, I might leave for Minnesota. And they'd be like, no, nah, 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 I'm just kidding. So uh, they are, expe- it says they're still expected to hire Kevin McConnell. Um, I'm going to look here. Hang on. So, checking here. You good there, Macy? You good? No, I'm hungry. Well, go eat then. No, because I don't want to get out of bed. Okay. Uh, yeah, they did hire Kevin O'Connell as their head coach. It's official they did hire him? Yes. So, Kevin O'Connell is their head coach. He was the offensive coordinator for the Rams this year. So, another one from underneath that, uh, Kyle, or, uh, Sean McVay tree. So, I guess he can't be technically hired yet because they're still in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but it's looking like that he's in line to be the Vikings head coach. Yes. Okay. Um, which, alright, cool. That's not a bad hire, cool, I guess. That's a complete shift from where they were going beforehand when they were going to get, you know, they gone from Mike Zimmer and they're getting ready to go to an offensive guru, so. Yeah. That'll be intriguing to see where Mike Zimmer goes. I really wanted the Colts to hire him as their offensive coordinator, or as their defensive coordinator. Uh, it's not, that didn't happen, but that would have been interesting. I think that could have been a good hire for the Colts. Because he's not a bad defensive coordinator. It's just, you know. Anyway. Uh, is that all of the head coaching news that has happened this past week? I mean, pretty much, yeah. 
trying to think what else. I mean, the Brian Flores, I don't remember if we talked about that or if that broke after the last podcast. I think it, I think it did. Okay. You want to touch on that at all, Macy, Tommy? What? Do you want to touch on the Brian Flores stuff? Who? Brian Flores. Brian Flores. Who's that? uh, The former Miami Dolphins head coach who is now suing the NFL. For what? Racial discrimination. No. I don't want to talk about that. I I do. You do? Yes. I will let you talk about it then. I don't want to touch it. I, I hope he burns this league down to the ground. Because he was paid to lose games. Okay. Continue, Tom. Do you, like, like, it's funny to think that he went, what was it, like, eight and nine? Just missing the playoffs each year. And and has missed the playoffs, but, like, has had decent teams. And then, like, the owner of the Dolphins is like, I'll pay you X amount to lose games. And he's like, that's just not my style. Like I watched, I watched the, all that thing on the get up. He, it was kind of like ooh, he got some cases here. And then Hugh Jackson is coming here, like yeah, I was kind of in the same boat. Which it's like where they never had any intention to win at all. Yeah, that his was interesting when he said that. <coughs> um. There were interesting points brought up. Uh, Nick Wright, as much as you might hate him, Tommy, uh, brought up an excellent point. Um, he would like the NFL to reflect, when it comes to the head coaches, reflect the player base. And he says, you see that in the NHL, you see it in baseball, and I looked it up in baseball, it 100% represents the player base. Um, but the NFL doesn't, and say what you want as to why that is, conspiracy against it, racist owners, Uh, those idiots that say that there's only a select few that are right for the job, and just so happens that they're, uh, they are the way that they are, um, you know, whatever it is. Uh, yeah. I'm looking at the list of owner or of, uh, Major League Baseball managers where you don't hear that at all, by the way. You don't hear that type of issue coming up from for baseball. For whatever reason. Um, for me personally, I think it's just because baseball, it's pretty much almost all former players that become managers. And it just so happens that you just do whoever you want, whoever you want and whoever's the best. And, you know, you don't see that in the NFL, really. It's a lot of, hey, this guy didn't really play all in the NFL. And the few that you do, it's like, what, Frank Reich and a few others? Like you There's know, always those like, people on sports things that's like, Hire the most qualified candidate. That's how I. That's how I always think of it. It's like hire the most qualified candidate 
and go from there. If that's the case, I can think of a few coaches that aren't in the league right now that should be. Let's see, Eric Bieniemy should be head coach in the NFL. I'm thinking beyond that. I'm thinking, well, hell, pretty much look at a, some of the members of the USFL coaching team. Jeff Fisher. You're telling me Jeff Fisher wouldn't be a better hire than some of the guys that have been hired? I think the USFL is different because they need something to, like, they just need to get get to its feet off the ground. Yeah. And, I mean, we've gone their, through their coaches around. before. I like their some of their coaching hires. I think Kevin Sumlin, Jeff Fisher, and uh, Mike Riley are the three best. Especially for what they're going for. The fact that Kevin Sumlin doesn't have a job right now in college football blows my mind. But, anyway, yeah, I... Whatever the issue is in the NFL, it's unfortunate. Uh, and that's really all I can say about it. So, uh, you want to leave it there as that is then? Yes. Macy? What? You want to leave that topic there as it is? Yeah. All right. Uh, Super Bowl week this week. All the teams yeah. are in Los Angeles. Macy is upset. Mm-hmm. And I oh they have left for Los Angeles they're not in L A they well, like just as of today they are in L A yes well, since well one of the teams is in Los Angeles right now they they don't really have to leave um so I mean they are playing in their home stadium and that's why I said like one of the teams has made it to Los Angeles. They didn't have, I mean, they didn't have to go far. <laughs> I don't think no. any of them have left their houses. Are you okay over there? No, my dog's, like, laying on me and then, like, shoving her face in my face. Hmm. Interesting. But, uh... What the hell? Um, can I help you? Go to your kennel! My dog literally just got mud all over my bed. Fun. Uh, Um, Dogs, they're the best, aren't they? Yeah, they are. I mean, yeah, but like, dude, mud, really? Yes, mud. You're gonna, you're gonna, you always have to, you tell them no, their odds are they're gonna be like, okay, I, I respect that. But I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, pretty much. And then I'm going to respectfully beat your butt. Um, Dude. Right. Come on. So, As if my freaking week was already not crappy. Hey, at least your dog didn't, like, poop or pee on your bed. I mean, that's fine. They've done that before, too. I mean, like, I'm talking about, like, right now. Yeah, but, like, Yeah. Well, here's something that should brighten your mood, Macy. You won picks last week. Oh. That's crazy. You came in first with four picks, right? Tommy came in second with two, and I was in last with one. Yeah, that Baylor, the Baylor-KU game kind of bit me in the ass. The only game I got right was Marquette pulling off the upset over Villanova. Huh. Uh, Which lead us 
two picks this week. Because we talked about, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl more, so that's we're, that's our lead into picks, so we could talk about it more. Uh, Wait, why are you get off my bed? Go, go. <sighs> Sorry, picks for the week. What are we doing? Uh, of course, the Super Bowl per always because it's NFL, and then there are one, two, three, four, five, six. College basketball games and one hockey game, as always. Uh, do you want to start off with the talking about the Super Bowl and then picking it, and then we go from there? Uh, sure, I guess. All right. So, Joe Burr versus Matthew Stafford. This is going to be a hell of a Super Bowl. I want to do. This is probably the best, probably the best outcome the NFL script writers could have come up with. I would have been fine with Bengals 49ers. No, there's not the same story. Do well, I mean, have to pick? I mean, like, you mean to tell me that Cincinnati could finally get revenge on, you know, the 49ers back, like, when they lost to them in the 80s and all that? Yeah, but what is there for the, what do the Niners gain if they win? It's one of the, it's like Matthew Stafford, Von Miller, Aaron Donald, like all those guys. A little all-star team has been put together in Los Angeles. I want to see Debo, like, at least try and get a ring. Yeah, well, he'll have to do that on another team. <laughs> that, yeah, unfortunately. So, um, I think this will be an interesting matchup because I really want to see this Bengals offense against the Rams defense a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this isn't, and I think the shout people aren't really going to be talking about is the Rams offense versus the Bengals defense because the Bengals defense is off or this postseason has been incredible. Oh no, they have stepped up in a big way, and I mean a big way. So it's just the one of the. Jack. I mean, whether it was shutting down. The Raiders, when they needed to, just eviscerating the, the Titans. But I mean, the, literally just, you know, stymieing Derrick Henry and them, and then literally, like, stepping up and just straight up shutting down the Chiefs in the second half. Second big, half. Big boying the Chiefs. Just bullying them. Like, we could talk about it all the one about last year's Super Bowl, about how Mahomes... Hadn't looked that frazzled or that bullied. He didn't have. Enough, like, he didn't have an offensive thing. line that game. To be well, fair, he didn't have an offensive line, and plus they don't like it when they are getting thrown into a, a game of bullet, just bully ball. No, and that's what the Bengals can do to teams. They make you play their style of football, and that's the thing. They can kill you on the ground. They can kill you through the air, and they can play defense. Without I mean, their the Kind of did that. I say kind of. And the Rams answered. Cause, yeah, I was like, kind of. And then, like, they, you know, they showed up against the Rams for a third time. The Rams answered, and Matthew Stafford's a bad man, dude. Like, J.B. Oh. Smooth is a bad man, but Stafford is too. And I think it, it's literally, 
Allow me to reintroduce myself. That's what he's doing right now to the NFL. Any comment on that, Macy? What? No. You're watching something else? No, I just... I don't know. I'm you not can really. hear it in the background. Oh, well... I, yeah, I can hear it in the background, too. Yeah. Um, I also just don't really... I don't know. I don't really care that much. For, I don't know. I just really don't feel like picking at all for this Super Bowl. Uh, I'm literally, every, literally everyone at work on Monday is like, you guys watch the Super Bowl? I'm like, you're like, I'm like, yeah. Then like, are you? They're like, no, we're not watching the Super Bowl. I'm like, look, just because your team isn't in it doesn't mean you're not going to watch heard it. so much levels of salt from Chiefs fans these past I'm two like, weeks look, about it. It's I mean, like, I, I said, I'm like, look, the Chiefs could be in the Super Bowl if they didn't score three points in the fourth, in the second half and in, over, and just, in the overtime period. All the Chiefs had to do was show up, and they couldn't do it. And then all I heard was crickets. All I heard was crickets. Again, once again, as I stated after the Bengals had beat them the last time, the Chiefs punched them in the mouth, and the Chiefs didn't know how to respond. Whenever the Chiefs get socked in the mouth, they don't respond. They don't know how to. They've never known how to, because they coast on high-end talent. I wouldn't say it was a, a punch in the mouth. I think it was a, a giant gut punch. Like where it takes the wind out of you. <sighs> I feel like that's a better analogy than like getting uh, getting punched in the face. I feel like it's a bigger, like a gut punch. But wouldn't you say that's a? I would say like getting a gut. The Chiefs had a better gut punch. Got punched in the gut. No, got they the got wind knocked out of. No, they got punched in the mouth. I no, I feel like a gut punch would be a better analogy because like it just straight up just takes the wind out of you. Tommy, let me ask you something. You ever been punched in the mouth or punched in general? Like in an actual fight? A, a gut punch really hurts. Yeah, but you recover from it pretty quickly. Have you ever been, like, socked in the mouth? No. Your ears ring. You're discombobulated. That's what happened to the Chiefs. It wasn't a... Oh, the, the game against the Chargers in L.A. was a gut punch. The Chiefs came back, they responded, they whooped their ass. The first game at Arrowhead between the Chiefs and Chargers, though, that, was a gut, that wasn't a gut punch. That was a punch in the mouth. Your ears are ringing. You don't know where you are. And by the time they, had, or by the time they regained their you know, surroundings, it was too late. Same thing with this game against the Bengals. Same exact thing. Yeah, punch in the mouth, and I'll be intrigued to see this week with the Rams and the Bengals who, who is the one to deliver that first blow. Yeah, it's gonna be the it's gonna be that kind of deal where it's like, and I will be intrigued if it's a more turnovers. Punch. You know, kind of is gonna win the game, and I will be intrigued to see if it's a gut punch or if it's a punch in the mouth. Or if it's a bitch slap. I don't know. It's kind of going to be like how the AFC Championship game was. It's like, all right, depending on who, when, or who turns the ball over in like a key key drive or something like that. Not just the AFC Championship game, the NFC as well. 
because what no, is the Rams like? No, that was just Jimmy G wearing two hats. It's like, okay. But the Niners Jimmy had the lead. NFC Championship game in that final drive said, I'm going to do what's called a pro gamer move. It is now time for our picks this week. We'll save the Super Bowl for last because that's the main event. We'll get started in the realm of college basketball. And we're going to start out with number 22, St. Mary's, heading to number 2, Gonzaga. Uh, this should be a pretty easy pick for everyone involved. I'm not even going to say anything. You already know who I'm going to pick. Tommy has the Zags. Macy? Probably Zaga. So we all have Gonzaga. No surprise there, really. The battle for Los Angeles, UCLA, number 12, goes to number 21, USC. UCLA came off that heartbreaking loss to Arizona earlier this week, or this past week. So we'll see what they can get going against their crosstown rivals in the Trojans. Um, oh, I don't know. This should be an interesting game. I'll do UCLA. Tommy? Uh, I don't know. This is a tough one. I'll go with... I'll go with uh, UCLA. We all have the Bruins. Not looking too good. <laughs> Number it's their arrival. They should show up for it. Number 20, Texas, travels to Waco to take on the Baylor Bears. Baylor coming off getting embarrassed Mizzou style against KU this past Saturday. We'll see if they can rebound against the Longhorns here. Who do you all have in this top 20 matchup? Oh, let's see. That, that pick kind of burned you and me, Brock, because they just got stomped the mud hole and just got walked dry by KU. What? Baylor. What? Macy going with the Bears. Texas uh-huh. upset KU earlier this week, by the way. Yeah, I saw that on a, like, a last-second like three-pointer or something like that. Yeah. I did see some highlights. I'm like, you got to make some free throws, my man. Yeah, a little bit. You have you have to make those free throws, Tommy. Who do you got? Oh, I don't know. Baylor's you know seemingly reeling right now. I'll take. It's Texas. You know, I'll go with Baylor. I was about to say, I was wondering how the Nebraska fan was going to respond to that. Uh, we all still have the same picks. <laughs> What's the hello, kitty? All right, next game, number 24, UConn, travels to number 25, Xavier, for this Big East showdown. Huskies versus Musketeers in Cincinnati in the Centos Center. Who do y'all have? Um, Huskies? Macy has UConn. I'll take... I'll take Xavier. Right. Tommy has the Musketeers, and I will also be taking the Musketeers. They play very well at home. Staying in the Big East, number 15 Villanova Wildcats at the number 11 Providence Friars. This is probably for the Big East title right here. 
I have uh, Providence as the dark horse in for the NCAA tournament this year, and they've taken down some giants so far in the Big East, and they're looking to put another um, another piece of clothing on their belt here. Shall are they say. in? Are they in Philadelphia or are they in Rhode Island? They are in Providence at the Dunkin' Donuts Center. Villanova. Macy has the Wildcats. Talk. I mean, this is for the regular season time because the tournament's different. Uh, I still feel like this is it's Providence's to lose if they win this. Like, yeah, Villanova's the blue blood, but I don't know how you mentally get over that. I'll go with Villanova. Alright, Macy and Tommy go with the Wildcats. I'm back in the Friars. Again, they're my dark horse this year. I think they're going to do some damage in the tournament. Final college basketball game here on tap. Number 5, Kentucky travels up to Rocky Top to take on the number 19, Tennessee Volunteers. This, this, game, this game's in Knoxville? It's in Rocky Top, up in Knoxville, Tennessee. On a Ooh. Saturday. Ooh. You know, they say Saturdays in Knoxville, the population of the town doubles. Tennessee. Macy has the volunteers. I don't know. Kentucky looked really good against Alabama. They did. Like, they really good. That'll go with Kentucky. Tommy taking the Wildcats. Okay, writing that one down. Sorry. Had to respond to an email. And for my pick, well, it's pretty easy. If you know me, it's the one. It's the only. It's Rocky Top, baby. I have the Volunteers. And finally, before we get to the NFL, it is our color, our hockey pick this week. This is a battle of two teams that are above 60 points so far this season. As the Tampa Bay Lightning travel across the country to the Rocky Mountains to take on the Colorado Avalanche. Who do y'all have? Colorado. Macy, going with the Avs. Tommy? Tommy. Oh, I'm sorry. Huh? I had I, I had something to do real quick. Who uh, was the game again? Tampa Bay Lightning versus Colorado Avalanche, a battle of two teams over 60 points this season already. Mm. Macy has the Avalanche. I'll go with Colorado. Taking the Lightning, they just gave the massive, ex well, I won't say massive extension, massive extension for morale to Pat Maroon, and without McKinnon, Colorado's kind of played a little bit flat since his injury. Finally, it's the Super Bowl. Los Angeles Rams are four and a half point favorites. They're not the home team, but they're playing at home against the Cincinnati Bengals. They're the de facto home team, basically. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot more orange than you think. 
A lot of corporate orange. Well, that too. <laughs> but who do you have? Do you have J.B. Smooth and the Bengals finally winning their first Lombardi? Or do you have the mixed-matched group of diamond dogs that have been put together for the Rams getting the win? See, I love Matt Stafford, and I would want him to get a ring. But... Tommy's going with the jungle. It's Joe Burrow. It's J.B. Smooth. J.B. Smooth. Joe, Joe Scheiss. Joe Burr. Uh, Macy, who do you have? Macy. Um. Stafford. She's going with the Rams. I love Joe Burrow. I really do. And I hate Stan Kroenke. But Matthew Stafford deserves a ring. See, that's, see, that's the thing, though. It's like, it's, it's like, God, someone has to lose this game. I know. It's it's a very unfortunate one. It's not, it's not one where it's like, oh, I really want this team. It's not like 2016, literally 2016, where it was Falcons versus Patriots, where everyone wanted the Falcons to win, so the Patriots didn't. The Falcons, when they were up 28-3, like, all right, we got this in the bag, and then the Patriots yeah, like... Yeah, listen, can we not relive that, all right? We almost did in the divisional round. Yeah, well, anyway. Those are the picks to review them for you. Number 22, St. Mary's at number 2, Gonzaga. We all have Gonzaga. Number 12, UCLA at 21, USC. We all have the Bruins of UCLA. Number 20, Texas at number 10, Baylor. We all have the Bears. Number 24, UConn at number 25, Xavier. Macy has gone with the Huskies of UConn. Me and Tommy have gone with the Musketeers of Xavier. Number 15, Villanova at number 11, Providence. Macy and Tommy have gone with the Wildcats from Pennsylvania in Villanova. And I have gone with the Friars of Providence, Rhode Island. The pride of Rhode Island. Go Friars! Number 5, Kentucky at number 19, Tennessee. Tommy has gone with the Wildcats. Me and Tommy or me and Macy have gone with the Volunteers. Tampa Bay Lightning at the Colorado Avalanche. Macy and Tommy have gone with the Avalanche. I have gone with the Lightning. And in the Super Bowl, me and Macy have the Los Angeles Rams. Tommy has the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burr. Those are the picks this week, folks. May the odds be ever in your favor. Why does that sound like the end of something that they say in, uh, what's what's that why, one? Why don't you just quote the Hunger Games? Yeah, Cause that. Because it kind of makes sense for picks, considering that we're going with odds makers here. Yeah, no, I was about to say, I'm like, ugh, this is not going to be pretty this week. Have you seen some of the bets already put out already? Good God. Got some... Oh, just on... On the Super Bowl and all these other games. Well, Lord, people... Dude, money is pumping! I'm going to be doing prop bets out the ass on Sunday. Oh, God. Uh, I re Man, we really need gambling and... Sports gambling in Missouri and Kansas to be legalized. Why? We, there are so many people here who have very addictive personalities. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, you know what? Me and Tommy, well, you know. <laughs> Alrighty, thank you so much for listening to us. Be sure to listen to us on YouTube and Spotify. Macy, I believe you have another podcast that goes out on this Friday. Care to explain? Care to give us a little teaser on what you're doing Friday? Uh, sure. Let me find one for ya. Oh, well, it's kind of sports related. You know, has a certain sports person on it, or was sports person. Um, Antonio Brown is the president of Kanye's Donda Sports. Oh, oh that. Okay, that should be interesting. Yep. Uh, other than that, me and Brock have another podcast called We Are Not Entertained. It goes out on Mondays. We talked recently about the, the latest episode of Superstars we just reviewed. It is the October, I believe, the 8th of, like, 2009. We also talked about some other things and wrestling news. So if you're a wrestling fan and you listen to this podcast, go ahead and listen to Wayne. But if you want to listen to the weird stuff, go ahead and listen to CSP. You can find me on Twitter at dude underscore rex14. The D and the R capitalized. Macy, where can you be found on social media? Uh, Macy underscore Sheer. Uh, I forget Brock. Brock Brock is... Brock is his username on here. Yeah, it's BrockGorton99. B and the G are capitalized. There's no underscores. There's no spaces. There's no nothings. But yeah, that pretty much does it for uh, BTT. You got anything else to say? Nope, not really. Brock is not here, but this has been this edition of BTT with myself... The main man, Tommy Haley, the engine, Brock Gordon, and the emo that listens to Screamo, Macy Shear. Pretty good. Uh, but yeah, other than that, see y'all next time. Be sure to drink lots of water. <laughs>